Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Okay, my podcast friends, I am so excited. I have recently started bringing more guests onto the podcast, and I am really excited to introduce you to Jennifer Kirsch. She is going to tell you all about her, but we're going to be talking all about strength training for women in midlife, which is a very important topic. Something that I just, I want to reiterate is how important it is to strength train for every age. And specifically today, we're going to be talking about really why it's especially important Um, at certain seasons in your life. So thank you, Jennifer, for joining me. Will you introduce yourself so everyone knows more about you before we dive in? Sure. Um, My name is Jen Kirsch. I am, I always feel like I have to say, I'm 52 years old. I am a mother of three, married mom of three, but I'm also a full-time fitness trainer and health and nutrition coach. So I wear a lot of hats in this industry. I have been in this industry for 27 years. Um, Train, started out in group fitness, moved on to personal training, and then um, first became a health coach 15 years ago and started coaching nutrition in my 20s. But then really, ch- it's a, I'm sure this will come later in the conversation, but I have um, you know sort of changed my philosophy around how I coach nutrition now. Um, and I work primarily with women over, I say over 40, but really it's over 50 at this point. Um, my clients are tend to be in the 50 plus crowd. So, which is really, I I love it. So I have a lot of experience with this group. I am one of this group and, um, they're there. That's definitely where my passion is. And as far as the, you know, the, the exercise and nutrition field is concerned. So, yeah. And we have, we have a good group of women in there in that range as well. We have a wide range, but we also have a lot of women in that range. So I'm glad to have you here today. Let's, let's kind of just jump into it. I think everyone probably could say like, okay, I know strength training is important, right? Strength training is something that you kind of really talk a lot about. Um, And we know it's important, but can you explain why specifically for women and why is it, why does it get more important as we age? Like, let's just kind of answer the, like, why would this really be important for me to like 
enjoy because I have a lot of women that struggle really wanting to strength train. Mm -hmm. So let's kind of get to the why of like, why would this be important? Well, I think my mind always goes in so many different places because I think to get anybody to do do anything, you can tell them that it's good for them, but that doesn't necessarily incite them to want to do it. But um, from a, from a, so I'll take it, I'll take it in a multi, multi multi-pronged approach. The answer, you know, number one, number one, women, as we age hormonally, we will, we are going to be set up in a situation where we're going to be losing muscle. That's just a fact. That's just a biological fact that, that comes along with menopause. So after we hear differing, differing studies on when your muscle mass starts to decline, but let's just say it's about 28, 30 years old, our muscle mass naturally starts to decline over those years. It accelerates when we, once we've gone through menopause, if, if, um, I don't know if your audience knows the definition of menopause. I'm not sure the age, but it's basically a year from a year from your last full period. So, but it's a long transition between the time that you're in perimenopause, which is all the hormonal sort of upheaval, <laughs> and then the final menopause transition, which is that year, but then the time after it. So it really takes a while for the dust to settle, if you will. And I think you're looking at like a good 10-year period. But once a woman's gone through menopause and that estrogen is no longer being manu- naturally manufactured by the body at the level that it once was, you know, lots of really unfortunate things happen in our bodies. And one of them is it is is muscle mass and the ability to maintain muscle. Now, the good news is, is it is possible to build muscle. But the bad news is, is it takes a heck of a lot more work than it would have when you were 25 mainly due to your hormones. So I always, I often get into this conversation with women in, in on Instagram, um, you know, um, well, not without hormones. I have, I have worked with women in this population, um, postmenopausal women who were not on hormone replacement, who have gained strength and muscle. So I know that it's possible anecdotally because I've, I've, li- I've lived experience of it. So, um, but everybody is unique and different in what their hormonal picture is during that transition. But I would also just say this to any female who is in her thirties and isn't at that age yet, the more that you do now to build that sort of arsenal (laughs) and that armor, the better off that you'll be when you go into menopause hands down. And again, that's, that's very observational as far as I can see, you know, um, working, having worked in this industry for many, many years, colleagues and and clients, just watching, watching them go through that transition and seeing it with my own eyes, the ones that were really prioritizing these sorts of behaviors around strength training uh, seem to fare a lot better. So, um, so that's, I know there's a long way to say that's one one reason for strength training is your muscle mass. And the second is your bone density. So, you know, your bones, need estrogen too, unfortunately. And your, what you were doing in the earlier parts of your life do lend themselves to what's going to happen as far as your bones are concerned. However, when you do go through menopause, you are definitely your risk for osteoporosis increases. And if you think about it in the context of you want to keep your muscle mass so that you don't break a bone period, but muscles in and of themselves do make bones stronger because they're pulling against the bone, creating a form of resistance. Right. So that's, it's really, a, it's like a, a one, two punch, if you will. Um, but I would say the third part of that, which, you know, the statistics around breaking a, breaking a hip in particular over the age of 65, the mortality rate is significant. Like, 
the rate of the rate of not to scare anybody, but the rate of death, like it even makes my jaw drop when I hear it. I don't even know what the percentage is, but it's, it's, it's a lot like it's like 25, 30% within five years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, but I think really what it comes down to is that when a person doesn't have the strength and mobility and, and to recover from a fall like that, it just does not bode well for them. And whether or not it means that they they aren't going to live five more years, it does, their quality of life will often be lessened the less muscle that they have. Yeah. So, would you agree that I'm 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 kind of thinking about this age group and just the culture? I don't think strength training was very popular in their 30s, right? Like for women yeah. that are kind of in this, strength training really wasn't popular. So we're kind of starting to introduce a new concept for yeah, and I, women, right? Absolutely. And I do, th- and I do think, you know, listen, women are women, right? So they're, they're driven by, they're different, driven by different motivations. You know, I would be, I started strength training when I was in college and my motivation was not my bone health and yeah. my motivation was wanting to get toned and, you know, like, Oh, that's look at, you know, look at, I like the way her arms look. So yeah. I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't sit here and tell you that I didn't get started based on vanity, but what keeps me there is the, is as 52. And, you know, personally, that is where the majority of my, my exercise time comes to um, is devoted to. And I, you know, know that so many women are still even still in my age group still motivated by vanity you know they want to know that what they're doing is going to make them look a certain way but and i and i so i do think it's some carryover but and i don't think it was in my gen i'm thinking back to my generation i don't know that it was as it definitely wasn't as commonplace for women to be lifting weights it was yeah. like just starting yeah when i was in my 20s it was 19 you know in the 1990s so that was kind of when we were starting to see it okay it was still a very like fringe people would think oh bodybuilder you know it was either like bodybuilders or jane fonda you know and um you know now i think there are so many different modalities of strength training that it's really opened up people's eyes that there's a lot of different ways to sort of go about that yeah process yeah, I do, but I do agree with you that there is definitely a generational thing, and um, and I think that there are some some connotations with that that are, you know, this idea around you know weight weight training or strength training not being feminine and things like that. So yeah, and probably new to a lot of women, like understanding how important it is, why it's important. So I kind of was thinking, can we define strength training, right? Because I think you know we might not know like what is strength training that will actually help support me versus can I go garden? Does that strengthen my muscles? Like where, where, where's the benefit? Like how do I strength train to get benefit? Can you kind of speak to that? Well, the first thing I would say is this, um, there's a lot of different ways to make your body stronger. So if, if a person is listening to that and says, you know, has this idea that, you know, they have to lift because the message in my, in my space, when I say like in the, in the, in the menopausal space is that you have to lift heavy. And I always say lifting heavy is relative to the person lifting it. Right. If somebody's never right. So there are going to be women in their fifties that can do deadlifts of their, their body weight and others that, you know, just picking up a medicine ball is a lot of weight. So it's all relative to the person lifting it. That that's the first thing I would say. So, so you really, you have to start where you are. And if you 
find that body weight exercises are very challenging, then that's where you start, right? You don't, you don't start with the heavy weights. You don't start with the, the highest of the high. It's a, it really is a journey. And I think the, the good news with that is that you can always change up your training. It doesn't always have to be the same. I talk to my clients about that. There's a, there's a season to it. You know, there could be a season where you're training heavy and there's a season where you could be training for stamina and endurance and it all has benefit. You know, it doesn't mean you're losing muscle. It just means you're training your muscle differently. So, yeah. um, I don't know if that really answers that as far as like, what would I say strength training is? I think it really, the definition, meaning in order for a muscle to get stronger, it needs some level of stimulus placed upon it so that it can adapt to that stimulus. That's like a very oversimplification, but I, I often joke in my, you know, I want you to lift something heavier than your handbag. Yeah. And what I mean by that is when, when you're trying to build strength, it's going to be to your benefit to build, to lift something heavier than something you lift every day, several times a day. You have, you have to create some level of stimulus. Now that stimulus can be, can be, as you know, as an exercise, you know, exercise, um, you were a physiologist, you said, yeah. Yeah. And you know that there's a lot of different ways to do that. You can do it through load. You can do it through tempo. You can do it through isometrics. You can do it through combinations of exercises. But I think that Many women, if they haven't had any past experience with strength training, they don't they don't necessarily know that. They just want they just know how much weight do I need to lift and how many times do I have to lift it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is, so which is which would make sense if they don't if they don't know. How would you know, right? It's a very it's a very viable question. But but those of us who do this professionally, we know. Oh, there's so many different ways you could do that, right? Yeah, and that kind of that kind of is a really great like, what do we do if we feel overwhelmed? I love the simplicity that you're bringing here. Like we need to put load on our muscle. It needs to be load that is heavier than you're used to, right? That's how we build it. That makes a lot of logical sense, right? Right. Um, so let, like, if someone is trying to, is trying to start doing that, how could they get started? Like, where would you start someone that says, okay, I understand the benefits I want to start in including this in my life, maybe in a bigger way than I have. Maybe, maybe I walk regularly, maybe I garden, maybe I do these things, but you're saying that I need some more strength training beyond my regular activities. Yeah. What should I do? What does that look like? Right. Yeah. I think it, I mean, I, one of the questions I actually ask my people a lot, my people, my potential clients, if you will, because I do, um, I have a lot of self, when I call them self-paced programs, they're video-based programs. So they're not written programs. They're actually follow along video-based programs. And when they come to me and they ask me like, am I a good fit for your programs? I'll say something like, well, tell me a little bit, like if they're DMing me or whatever, I said, tell, tell me a little bit about your past. So I had a woman um, reach out to me recently that said, well, I, I was a college athlete, but I really haven't exercised in 25 years. And so that tells me too, that was all the information she really gave me. But that tells me, I'm like, if she was a college athlete, she has some level of body awareness in there that would, I would put her in a different category of somebody that said, I've never exercised a day in my life. Or I've only ever walked. Do you know what I mean? So I just look at them as just they're different types of people. Anybody can learn to strength train, but the degree to which you progress your strength training should be very dependent on you, the person. So going back to your question, I would say, you know, the best thing to start with would be, 
well, this is the best thing to start with would be a fitness assessment from a personal trainer. That would be a great place to start. But I realize that's not in the cards for everybody. But really just ch- focusing on like the basic exercises that challenge your larger muscle groups, right? Your chest, your back, your legs, your core. I think a lot of women tend to focus on the muscles that you can see and the ones that they don't like the looks of first, rather than the ones that are going to benefit them the most. So what I mean by that is like a lot of women want to focus on like just chest or rather, excuse me, just their arms or just their stomach or just their butt. But it's like that, that's actually like your arms are literally the last thing I would have you focus on. I'd have you focus on your chest and back and core and your legs before I'd have you focus on your triceps. Um, that's just my philosophy, but, um, cause I know I'm going to get you a lot more bang for your buck. If we focus on the, on the big guns <laughs> first yeah. and not the, you know, the small periphery. Um, so yeah, I mean, my first piece of advice would be to start, you know, start with, if, if you, if you had it in your budget to, to see, uh, actually qualified personal trainer to get you started on a simple program that you could do at home, um, I think it would be good investment. Um, and to make sure that your how your mechanics are, I think when people get, I know I see this in my pop population of women that I work with, a lot of people are um, getting more easily injured and bringing it back into the, you know, women over 50, part of that, you know, we, we do need more recovery, right? We're not as resilient as we were when we were 35. So we are, we have to push ourselves to, to get the gains from strength training, but we also need to have the recovery on the backside and not push things too far, too fast. So, um, you know, and that, that takes, that takes some trial and error. It takes willingness to, to learn and be patient and all those things, but having a coach can definitely be helpful. Um, I'd say also like, I mean, in most communities, there are places that women can go to learn strength training, group yeah. strength training, yeah. um, which makes it a little bit more cost-effective. Um, I used to teach them. I don't any, it, now in my community, I'm online. So my community is a lot bigger, but when I was in my town, my community was actually, you know, smaller. So like anybody who wanted to come through is welcome. But at a certain point, like everybody in town was coming in there. <laughs> so <laughs> we had everybody, but, um, but no, we were really a big believer in creating programs for people who were more on the beginner side so that they could progress. So, you know, maybe they couldn't necessarily, um, invest in a full-time personal trainer. So we created groups where it made it more cost-effective, but they still got that, that um, individualized attention. But I think that there is a fair amount of that available um, around for sure. And then, you know, once you know, once you know, you could, there's no reason why you can't have somebody put a program together for you. That you could do it on your own if you're motivated to do that. Yeah. Um, it makes me think, so I, I did personal training a long time ago too. And I actually worked a lot with the senior population too. And one of the things that I would teach them and tell them was like, we want to, we want to weight train for life. And this is kind of what you're talking about, right? Meet yourself where you are. That's like a philosophy we have around here is Mm -hmm. you're weight training for life. So if you can't lift your groceries into your cupboard, then, you know, so when you're thinking about like starting a new program, I always kind of think about like, what are the activities that you want to be able to do? Do you want to be able to get in and out of a chair? Well, squats help you get in and out of a chair, right? So you're kind of bringing in this idea of it doesn't have to be complicated, but what you said is like utilizing all those major muscle groups that help you do the things that you want to do. If you are unstable, you know, we need to do things that are helping you stay stable and being able to lift your hands over your head and like 
some of those things that we want to be able to have as we age, right? It's not just, I think there's a vanity portion, especially with menopause, because sometimes a lot of, all the time, right? Our bodies change in menopause and it's foreign and kind of scary at times, but really like the biggest benefit is that you can keep doing the things that you want to be able to do. Right. It's so, yeah, it's so interesting to me because on my, when I say my platform is sort of, it's, you you sit in an interesting crossroads personally, me, because I, I am so with you there. Like I want people to realize that like it, you know, I understand that vanity might be what gets you in the door. Right. I, I understand your female vanity gets you in the door, and that's fine up to a point, but that's going to run out at some point. We have to be realistic. Like <laughs> you're getting older, um, th- things are going to change, but that doesn't mean you can't be the best you you can be at 50, 55 and 60. It just means it's going to be different. So I'm really, really big on, you know, setting, setting realistic expectations about what your body can do. Now I've seen women in their fifties and sixties that I've trained do amazing things. I even 70, I have clients in their seventies, you know, but it's not, but for them, for them, I noticed this turning point in like late fifties for women. They're like, this truly is about my longevity and health. Not that they're, not that they're saying, I don't care what I look like anymore, but it's like, it just doesn't seem to be taking up as much space. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a philosophy that, you know, when you're doing the things, when you're doing the things that you, that you, that you ought to be doing (laughs) as far as taking care of your functional strength, you're going to look better period than someone who's not doing that because just from the way that you carry yourself, you know? So I do think that there's, you know, there's some benefit to that. Yeah. I tell women Uh all the time, Start with strength training if you want to feel better and look better because strength training just makes you feel better in your body. Like no matter what the scale does, you just feel better and you your body feels better and, and it, it changes everything. Like I think that's like a really first go-to place when when someone wants to feel better in their bodies. Yeah, I, and I think it's too, it's like, um, I think it's, people will often ask me like if I start a strength training, training program, how long will it take me to see results? And I'm like, well, what results are you talking about? Do you like aesthetic results, weight loss? Like oftentimes they're asking me <laughs> weight loss is what they're asking me. But um, but the answer really is it's gonna take the time it takes, but you will probably notice to your point, you will notice feeling different in a few weeks. Yeah. In a few weeks. I am actually currently running a program right now. It's a, um, it's an eight week strength at home strength training program. That is the only equipment that you use. Barbells. Yeah. Dumbbells. Yeah, Dumbbells, um, a bench and a band, like very simple. Um, Oh, a stability ball. So four pieces of equipment. But where I was going with this is that I got that question a lot from these ladies. And I said, you know, usually it's about week five, six, where people start to really notice changes in their strength. And the close the Facebook group was like all they're like, oh my gosh, we're going number 20. I was finally able to do at you know 10 reps of XYZ. I'm like, see? And it wasn't just one of them, it was multiple. So it's always, you know, it's always really gratifying to hear people because I think it motivates, you know, it's motivating when you could see. And again, that had nothing to do with aesthetics and everything to do with performance. Like, you know, I'll joke when it comes to push-ups, I'm like, you need to be able to get push yourself away from the floor should you have a fall. You know, no. we do, 
we do, we do these things so that when we fall, there's more of us to brace the fall <laughs> for one of those things. And also have stability so that either if we are going to fall, there's um, less chance of injury or breakage. Um, we know, and also, you know, I know we're talking about strength training, but I do think that, you know, ought, ought to be talking also about mobility and flexibility so that we could say, okay, you know, that ability to, to catch your fall, you know, and have those have those have those skills yeah but when i write a program i um always say it's core focus to start right like if our core is strong everything else can get strong so sometimes they say it's a little boring at first <laughs> because yeah. we need to really strengthen the core but you know i kind of think of the idea of like going inside out right like we need the stronger core and then we can kind of build out from there but you brought up a, a point um, that I think is really important. How do you coach women through the fear of injury? Because I, there are a lot of women that have probably experienced injury and it's kind of turned them off from strength training or been like, I don't want to go back because that took a long time of physical therapy to fix or whatever. Yeah. And so how do you coach them through that? You know, I have found, it's always so curious to me because I have worked with a lot of clients who do get injured, but they don't get injured on the training floor. They get injured in other facets of life. Hmm. And in those other facets of life are oftentimes overuse or um, lack of awareness in a particular motor pattern. I see it a lot in um, women with shoulders, rotator cuff. Now, part of that, so as an example, I could say, are they getting injured because of the pushups? People will always, I mean, you could probably appreciate this. Like I am a stickler about form. And the reason for that is not because I'm not, I'm not trying to, cause I'm trying to be nitpicky or a jerk. It's because I don't want you to get injured. So this is again, another argument for working with somebody who's professional to have their eyes on you to indicate how to do it properly. Cause you just don't have the same, you know, if you have fear of injury, it's just, you don't, you don't have the same, um, you know, your body is is uh, resilient up to a point, but you don't have the same luxury of kind of like uh, being a little haphazard with your form as you might have had in your 20s and 30s. Your body just doesn't, you know, so, but, but, you know, strength training and even a, in and of itself done in a progressive manner is is very safe. It's very safe. People hurt themselves when they do things that are beyond their capability, generally speaking, or they do things where they're not paying attention. But I, I've never had anybody. I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking I've been training for 27 years. I've never had anybody hurt themselves during a workout. Yeah. So another, another plug for meet yourself where you are, right? Like, don't try to overdo it. Don't try to do something that feels weird or, you know, like pushes out of that. I mean, you know, and I, but I do think, you know, having worked with hundreds and hundreds of women over the years, it's really about teaching them depending on what their background is, because some people really don't mind being in pain, right? They, they're like, yeah, bring it on. You know, I, I say, I say to that, like, it's really more about me teaching you how to notice the difference between normal amount of discomfort when you're engaged in the process of strength training and pain like pain is typically 
asymmetrical one place. Like it's very specific, like an elbow, a shoulder, a hip, whatever. Um, but you know, mus muscular soreness is, is a, that's part of the territory and, and as and people have different tolerances of their comfort level with, with that and how much they want to tolerate or can tolerate. Yeah. I love that but, differentiation, the, the discomfort of like growth, right. Versus pain. And that's not growth, right? That's injury, yeah. a good dis kind of distinguishing between the two. Yeah. And I think you have to like bring it back to that. I think you have to, in order, it, it is a great analogy for strength training. It's like, you have to find that point. Where is that point where you're, you're getting enough stimulus from that activity that is fatiguing you so that your body can build itself stronger. I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is strength training is not about the, the strength training itself. It's about the recovery. Like that's when your body is getting stronger. So um, it's important to know that. So it quite literally, you are walking yourself through the process of breaking something down, creating a stressor on the body, but then you have to give it a rest so that it comes back stronger. Yeah. So it's just the way it, you know, that's, that's the way the system works. So, yeah. so I have a question. My brain is thinking, what would someone ask right now? How long, or what's the, um, what's the rule about soreness? Like how sore should I be? How do I know recovery versus like I did, I did too much. Yeah. Suggestion? Well, you'll know really quickly because if you've never, if you've never exercised, I, if you've never exercised, strength training is probably gonna make you a little bit sore if you, but you don't want to be incapacitated. I often come from the perspective, especially if somebody comes to me that hasn't worked out either in a very long time, or they're very apprehensive. I, the first thing I'll say is I'm like, I'm just gonna make this as easy as possible. Yeah. I can make this as easy as possible because number one, and I would say this to anybody who's doing their own, their own workout at home. Like, I want you to feel safe. I want you to feel safe. And it doesn't do you any good to make yourself super sore the first day. Give yourself the opportunity. Like you would, you said you worked on core strength. I'm like, I work on, that's kind of how I do my fitness assessments is just observing their movement patterns through very simple movements. I'm like, okay, so then I'm, I'm making mental notes, like what I need to work on with this particular person. Um, sometimes it's a lot of things. Sometimes it's like, we're just going to focus, <laughs> focus on one thing. Um, really just depends. But I think, you know, when, when someone is just starting off, I think starting small, starting doable, starting reasonable so that you're not making yourself crazy sore for days on end. That being said, a little soreness is an indicator that you pushed your body beyond what it was used to, therefore creating that stimulus that it needs to be stronger. But for a lot of people, they don't, they just don't know where that is yet, right? Where is that line? Which is where I go back to, if you're really, really new start in a way that you're like this, that it feels mostly easy, maybe moderate. Then you can assess because if you get through that and you go, not actually sore at them from that, it tells you, okay, well, your body can handle more than we gave it credit for. And that's okay. I'd rather that than somebody be sore for five days. hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> I remember once being in the gym and there was this guy that came in and he said, if you make me sore, I'll never come back. <laughs> so I had to, I had to be really careful about what I yeah. did, which was really funny. You're like, well, I can't give it to me, but you know, yeah. I mean, but, you know, I think people, people who have been exercising, uh, strength training for a long time, 
come to, I'm going to be careful how I phrase this, but they come to sort of value the soreness a little bit. Um, meaning that like, Oh, I always say, is it productive? Did it feel productive? Right. It's not, we're not just doing reps and slinging a one weight to sling weight. We are doing it because we're trying to create a response and get our bodies to change a little bit. So I often say, is that, you know, is that pain you're in on day two productive? Is it the kind of pain that lets you know that I, okay, I did something. I, I noticed it, but it's nothing that like a walk and a little stretching won't take care of. I'll, I'll be fine. It's the, oh my gosh, I can barely lift my arms or walk down the stairs. You know, that's, that's too much. Um, but you know, one more part on that, a lot of people are mistakenly think that they need to be sore every time they work out. And that's not true either, but anytime you change up your programming, it's going to, you know, it's, it's most likely going to cause some mild, you want to go for mild, mild muscle soreness, I think for anything else. Totally. And I love sure allow that adequate recovery time of, you know, 48 hours or so on average. Okay. Yeah. I love that, that time frame. So you're saying what I did the other day, we went on a hike, took us 60 minutes to get up. And then I realized I had 20 minutes to get down to an appointment. <laughs> and let's just say I paid for it for a few days. Cause it was a, my yeah, first of the year. Yeah. don't be a weekend warrior like that because no one really, I paid for it walking downstairs the next. Oh my gosh. Time. That is so funny. I know <laughs> that is funny. Sometimes well, I know. Work. And you actually, it was funny. I was just thinking of this, that one of my clients who I've, I've trained her for 12 years. So we know each other quite well. And it's like, I feel like we've, you know, obviously we, you know, a lot of it more is just accountability, but um, I had her doing a squat variation that she hadn't done. I don't know. She'd never done it before. Or we just did, you know, whatever. And I, 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 uh, I, the kind of trainer I am, I don't tell my client what kind of weight to use. I let them choose. Yeah. So I do the, let's do one round, just to kind of prime you and see what you see, what it feels like. You know, if you can do 15, 20 of these, that lets us know you could probably handle a little bit more. Why don't you pick? Here's the ball in your court. And I do that. I do that because it isn't up for me to decide. I could say what I think, but you know, that's I think really where it's about coaching, right? Is like empowering the clients to, to to choose for themselves. So, but in any case, I said to her, I was like, well, what do you you want to stick with the same weight? She's like, no, let's move up the weight. And then so we did three sets, and she was like, Wow, I was sore for like three days. So I was like, Okay. Now we know yeah. <laughs> she said, but it was funny. And I only see her, I only see her once a week. Somebody else sees her another day, but she said, she said, I think I, I actually, can we just do it again? And I said, yeah, I bet we're going to do it again. It's not going to make you very sore at all. De- definitely not as sore as it did last week. And that was just a week that went by, but where I was going with that is, you know, and she's 68. She's not like, you know, a 30 year old. She's like, no, she was, I think really, for her, she was like, okay, that was re- clearly really hard for me. And it was beyond what I was normally capable of, yeah. but I want to try it again. Cause I think I can, you know, this time maybe I can. Yeah. And I love what you're bringing in this idea. Like our bodies are still resilient. Even as we age, we can teach them resiliency. Um, and we don't have to be afraid of injury because we know that we can like back off. Like you, you mentioned right. start start slower than you think. And that is a hundred percent kind of how I teach is like, we don't want to, we don't want to just jump in and overwhelm ourselves, start slower. And you can always add, and it's better to do that than to feel like you went too far and you're, you lost your motivation, right? You don't want to do it because you're sore all the time, or you don't enjoy it because it's too hard, right? We want to make sure that we find the sweet spot of 
you're getting the muscle growth that your body needs. You're also enjoying it. And it's, it's matching, like it's matching up rather than I'm exhausted all the time. I can't recover. I'm feeling injured. That's when, and I think a lot of women get there. Like, I think, you know, strength training, if we sometimes don't know exactly what we're doing, sometimes we can get to that place. Yeah. I just want to mention too, because one of the first questions you were asking me, you know, I think for the general population, there's a lot of confusion around what strength training actually is and what it needs to look like to be effective. And so I'm bringing, I'm, I'm really answering this question a second time around at the end here, but you know, strength training can be anything from body weight training to dumbbell training, to ken- kettlebell training, to TRX, to CrossFit, to powerlifting across the board. Right. And as I said before, it's relative to the person doing it. So if you have somebody who has never ever been athletic, been athletic or has a history of fitness, they're going to be in a complete, completely different place than somebody who has had some history with that, right? What they're able to handle and what their, what their biomechanics look like, what's their, what's their injury history. So, but I think what, where I was going with this is I think one of the things that prevents women from even getting started is they have this idea that like, oh, I have to lift really heavy weights or I'm never going to get any results. And it's like, that's simply not true. So it goes, but it goes back to the starting really small and starting with something that's e- that you think you're fairly confident that you can do with moderate effort, not no effort, but mod- moderate effort, and then see where that goes. And so whether that's whether that's body weight training, whether that's working with light weights, whatever, and then you can move on from there. But at su- at some point, you will outgrow that, and that's again with the beauty of when I say strength training with progressive overload is, especially something like dumbbell training, is that you can always you don't have to get fancy to create the overload. You just add, you know you add more weight, you add more sets. Whereas other modalities, you you will eventually outgrow that. Yeah. It, won't, it won't do what it's doing. It won't do for you what it's doing anymore because you're not able to increase the load unless you have, unless you know how to do it. So an example of that, and I, I'll I hate that expression, throw myself under the bus, but I will do that. So my, my programs are all dumbbell based programs. And I started them at the beginning of uh, 2020 or March, 2020. And I was working with people who had like one or two sets of weights at home. They don't have much to choose from. So I had to start to get really creative with how I was going to create these overload principles. So I did have to start using things like supersetting same muscle groups and, um, you know, tempo changes and things like things that are creative, but most the average person doesn't know how to do that to keep their bodies guessing, if you will. Yeah. Right. About like another way to say that new stimulus. Right. So I was finding ways to create new stimulus without necessarily adding heavier weight. Um, and I do that because I still see this to be true. I have people that work out online with me and I can see right into their basement. I'm like, you still haven't bought those 15 pound weights yet. I've been asking you for a couple of years, but you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. Um, but on the same token, I had a woman ask me that's through my program. I had her ask me last week. She's like, at what point do we max? You know, at what point do we max out? Like, do we just keep going till we've we've maxed out the most we can lift? And I said, I think with women with dumbbell training, it, that's going to kind of take care of itself because women, you know, most most women are not like overhead pressing with thirty pound dumbbells in each shoulder that are each turn. They're just not. 
I said, but those 30 pound dumbbells are probably fine for your squats and your lunges. So it's just, you know, I think some people still, this is probably an important point for your audience. Like, I think some women are still too caught up in the amount of weight they should be lifting, not realizing that a 10 pound weight is a very different animal for a tricep extension than it is for a lunge or squat. You know, well, because I it's think muscle size, right? Like compare the muscle size that you're going to be able to lift more on a bigger muscle. Exactly. Exactly. And I, but I don't think, I don't think the average um, person always realizes it or thinks about it that way, because I get that question a lot. Like, well, what size weights should I get? I'm like, well, <laughs> what exercise are we talking? You know? So, but for the general person, just starting out, my advice is always just, you know, one, one heavy for you and one medium is probably good. So whatever heavy for you looks like, and then you'll have some options on how to piece that together. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your expertise with us and coming on and just kind of clarifying things, helping empower women, especially in this age group to um, get started or maybe push themselves a little bit so that they can have a better quality of life and that they can feel better in their bodies and all of the above, because I think there's right? We want them to be able to show up in the way that they want. And that's what's going to help them do that. So will you just tell us where can we find you and get more information? If, if women want to learn more, share a little bit more about that. Well, I'm mostly over on Instagram every day (laughs) on Instagram. Um, and my handle is at Jennifer Kirsch fitness. And I, that is also my website, Jennifer Kirsch fitness. And I have five self-paced strength-based programs for women. They're all video-based. They are available for purchase on my website. I also do um, group nutrition coaching, and I also have a self-paced nutrition program. So I have lots of different ways to support women in midlife um, with a lot of of products and services that I think are pretty reasonably priced for the amount of value that they offer. And one other piece too, I would say that my programs are different as I design them in a way that even if you're going through them in a self-paced, you still have access to me in my close community so that if you ever have a question or you have a form check or something like that, although it's not one-on-one coaching, you do have a point of contact for help with success on your program. That I think is something that was really important to me when I took my business online to be able to provide people that level of service that went um, beyond just programming a workout and saying, you know, have at it. (laughs) So that is, that is how my programs work. Awesome. And we'll include all of the links in the show notes. Thank you again, Jen, for joining me. This was a lovely conversation. Thank you. Okay. My friend, if you love the woman of wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review? This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.